Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How is everyone? Let me get my buttons pushed. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I am also the host, uh, the host, the owner of the the host. Oh my lord, it's the kind of day it's been. The owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, based out of Sacramento, California. We are my hats even crooked. Look at that. We are 45 strong, up and down the state, which means we are in almost, almost every county. Let's see. Karen's having problems getting in. Okay, we may have to call her tonight. Anyway, uh, one second. Let me do this real quick. I don't know why it does that. Firefox. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, we are 45 strong up and down the state of California. And that means that we are in almost every county in the state, which means, of course, we can get to you. Even if we're two or three counties away, we can still get to you. So if you think you have a paranormal need, and uh, think you have stuff going on in your house, just email me, you know, via Facebook or because he's moving on me. It's like we're haunted. Okay. Um, hang on a second. Hang on a second. See if you can do it. If not, um, we'll do this by phone. Hang on. If it doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's nice. Give me a minute. Okay, anyway. We'll give her a couple minutes. She's having trouble getting it through Chrome, so she's going to try Firefox. Anyhow, um, the way to get a hold of us is through CaliforniaHaunts.org or CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Or you can find me on Facebook. I have an open account, you know, a, a non-private account on Facebook. You can get me. Or look us up at California Haunts on Facebook. There's a couple of public pages there. Or California Haunts Ghostly Events. So there's all kinds of ways to get a hold of us if you think you might have a paranormal issue going on. Um, so, it's like I said, it's fairly easy to get a hold of us. And then from there, I'll talk to you on the phone. You can, you can have a nice little chat with me. And Okay. I'm going to have to call her on the phone. So anyway, uh, tonight, we'll just cut to the chase. If you're watching from Facebook, please hit that follow button. If you're watching from um, if you're watching from TikTok, please hit that follow button. If you're watching from Twitch, please hit that follow button and uh, follow us up because we have over 300 videos on our uh, YouTube site, and I think there's a little bit of something for everybody. If you're watching from YouTube tonight, please uh, look down the right-hand corner and see that little uh, ghost with the uh, magnifying glass, the Sherlock Holmes hat. And that ghost will, if you click on that, that will make you a subscriber to our YouTube site. Which means you can look at all our videos that we have over there. Two years, two and a half years worth of videos. Even visit our radio, you know, our, our radio page site, CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Everything's there. Even some of our blog talk. We were on blog talk for 10 years before we came over and started doing video stuff. Okay? So, or we get around, as they say. Anyway, I'm going to call Karen right now. 
and get the show on the road. Tonight, I'm just trying to make some room here, make sure I get everything in position here. There we go. Um, tonight, Karen Clark is with us. Karen Clark has been with this team almost since the beginning, which goes back almost 20 years. Long time. And uh, she's done a lot of investigating with us. She had some personal stuff happen to her, and uh, she's learned a lot about, you know, since it happened, uh, she's learned a lot about protection. And so she may be willing to tell her story, she may not. But she is going to be talking about protection techniques tonight, and we'll probably talk about some other stuff that we've done as well. Because we have a lot of stories, we've seen shadow people, we've, we, you know, we've seen ap not only that, apparitions, you know, we've seen stuff move around together. We've had all these experiences out in the field. And so uh, we go back a long way. She was our lead field psychic for years. And so, uh, yeah. All right. Let me call her and get on with it. And we can get on with this. Let me get the mic suggested so I can do this. Okay. Let me go to speakerphone. I put everything on silent mode, too, so I got to switch it all. Okay. Yeah, hang on. We're on live right now. I'm getting you set up. Get you on the other mic. I'm just going to be audio, right? Yeah. Can you hear me all right? Okay, cool. That's all I want to be. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Okay. Are you okay then? Yes. <laughs> so, Karen, tell everybody about you. Oh, hi, Charlotte. Um, hello, everybody. It's nice to be here again. Um, let's see. I started with a good group called API and I met Charlotte through that group, America Paranormal, Paranormal Group. And um, we did some investigations together and we just hit it off. Um, and then down the line, I did some things with Charlotte and uh, we had a, quite a few experiences that I'll never forget as long as I live. I've always been interested in the paranormal ever since I was a little girl. I've had experiences. Pretty much the same story you hear from a lot of people that are interested in the paranormal. You know, it started like really young in their life and they couldn't really turn it off and it scared them. And then when they got older, they just started researching and learning more about it. And then it just got like, it was just part of their life. And I was lucky enough to be a part of paranormal teams for about 15 years and then I got really sick and unfortunately I couldn't go out in the field much anymore and uh, there's a story behind that and but luckily the last 10 years I've been really um, happy and graciously Charlotte's been letting me do behind the scenes like write articles and do a little research and things like that. So it's nice to feel included that way and keep my toe in the water, so to speak. So, um, I had a question and I forgot. See, my mind's like going everywhere. Um, <laughs> when you talk about your psychic abilities, you weren't born, you, you weren't born with them per se, where you had happened after you had a, 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 you were in the hospital, if I remember the story right. Well, kind of. It, it's hard to tell because my mom has them and her mom had them. As far as I know, it's kind of been transferred down the line. Mm -hmm. But when I was four, I remember swimming out in the ocean and I had a an experience where I, I saw uh, a woman standing above me 
and um, she had like long flowy hair and just a beautiful woman and she said go back now go back now I don't know if I drowned mm-hmm. if I was close to drowning but ever since that experience it's just things opened up for me and then I had another out-of-body experience when I was in my young 20s and um, that was that was quite quite something else I um, I got I started feeling myself come out of my body and I don't know if anybody else has experienced this but it feels like a freight train is going inside of you and coming out of you that's it just felt like this huge pull and I popped out um, at that time my best friend was shot in the neck it was a case of mistaken identity and she was paralyzed from the neck down she was a quadriplegic I was really depressed over that and I told God I said God I'm so depressed I don't know if I want to go on anymore my best friends you know a quadriplegic and I was having a really hard time in my life I was about maybe 1920 this time long time ago and that's when I went to sleep I didn't take any I didn't take any drugs I wasn't drinking alcohol um, wasn't on any medications it was all natural and that's when I had the experience where I was popped out of my body and then I floated downstairs and I saw all my female relatives that have passed and they're having like this big tea party and they said come join us come join us mm-hmm. and um, did that for a little while and then the next thing I know I'm up in a white room and there's this male lying down on a bed and the whole room was just white and I knew the person the man lying down on this bed was going to be my future husband or partner but I couldn't see the face Mm -hmm. he was long kind of lean with dark wavy hair and it confused me because at that time I was going out with another guy that didn't look like that at all so it kind of like struck me weird and then I go into another scene where a guy took me to a well and she said look in the well and in the well there was a little girl and a little boy and I can hear we love you Annie Karen we love you Annie Karen you have to be there for us and it turned out to be um, I never could have kids but it turned out to be my one nephew and my one niece that I have and when I looked remember that experience it was them so when I came out of the experience I remember just feeling like again a freight train it was like just I was coming into my body and then when I got into my body it I knew it wasn't a dream I was shaking Mm -hmm. for hours I mean I just I was you know just kind of freaked out by everything but I knew it was a really like a very spiritual thing I went through and um, I didn't belong to any church or 
synagogue or anything like that. So I ended up calling um, a priest, a mm -hmm. rabbi, and a minister, and all these people, and talking to them about my experience I had, because I had to talk to somebody, what is this about what happened to me? And they all said it was like, a, probably you had a very spiritual experience related to your girlfriend, and that God wanted to show you that you had reason to live and to be on earth, and you know, it's not like I could, it's not like I committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't take any medication or drugs. I didn't drink. It just happened all naturally. Mm -hmm. So after that experience, my whole life changed. And um, it turned out where when I started wearing watches, I couldn't. I, I became a nurse, and I worked in surgery for six, seven years. And in the OR, I couldn't even wear a watch. Because every time I wore a watch, it would stop working after um, maybe a day or two. Mm -hmm. I would take it to Sears back in the old days when they would fix a watch. They would fix it, you know, no charge, here you go. And then i go back to work and it would conk out again. And then every watch I got after that did the same thing. It would just burn out on me. Later in my career, I became a nurse case manager coordinator and I would work with computers and every time I was on a computer it would work for maybe a month and the computer would just like blow up it would stop working and so the IT department had to keep refurnishing more and more computers and it became a big joke like what are you doing to our computers mm -hmm. well it turns out I think my magnetic force Whatever happened to me, it just changed my whole molecular part of my body where I just burned, you know, like electrical things didn't work right around right. me for my whole entire life. And to this day, I have to be really careful, you know, that I don't get shocked or whatever. There's a lot of stories you hear from different psychics like that, you know, where I know I've walked by streetlights like at night. And they've gone out as I'm walking by them, you know, where I'm blowing out lights. I know another psychic that will walk into a supermarket or walk into a mall or something and, and blow the power out, you know, in the stores. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the, those stories, too. I remember you telling me about that, too. It's freaky. It is. It's something with the EMF that, that I don't know if it's, a, well, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I know, you know, there's a certain amount of EMF that em that psychics can emit, you know, and maybe that affects it. And yeah, they like say that, that uh, you know, life after death experiences can create a different field. Yes. Electronic magnetic field. Mm -hmm. um, or um, just having a real profound life experience can change your whole body around. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And, you know. A lot of astrophysicists and, and people who are um, scientists are kind of like string theory and all that, you know, right. uh, mechanic physics and um, all that stuff that they, they're really starting to dive into that to see, you know, what's happening, you know? Absolutely. There's, there, there's some correlation to it, I believe. Now, let me ask you. 
you know, when, when I teach my psychic development classes, I try to tell people that different psychics see different things. You know, they, they have different abilities. Now, I know you can channel people, but, but when you get messages, do you, do you see who you're talking to or do, or do you just hear the voices in your head? Sometimes it depends. Sometimes I can see a face, I can see a figure. Most of the time it's like it's a blank screen and I can see a um, scene being played out. Mm -hmm. And um, I can actually hear or sense the message that they're giving me. Like if, if they're telling me that there was like, a basketball involved or something mm -hmm. they might i would see a scene of somebody playing a basketball game um and then other times i'll just i'll hear them say short messages to me and what i'll do is i'll just go ahead and repeat what i hear without trying to put any thought process into what i'm saying mm -hmm. Because I, I find that when I don't analyze what's coming to me and I just say what's coming through me, that's when I, the person, the recipient, or the person I'm reading for gets a better read when I'm not actually trying to analyze what I'm saying. Because a lot of times what's coming through me, I have no idea why I'm saying it. Mm -hmm. And it's not for me to know. I'm just being used as a a conduit mm -hmm. for spirit to come through to the other person. And it's something that I've learned. I have to be really careful about doing, you know? Right. Right. Um, when you see stuff, do you see it quickly or, or does it slow down for you or how's that work? I think it depends on the person I'm reading for mm -hmm. and the spirit that I'm trying to connect with. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, It'll come in right away. Sometimes it'll start um, hawking me. It'll start, like, clawing at me before I even see the client because they know that I'm going to try to contact with them. Right. So they're, like, one step ahead of me. Other times it's like pulling teeth, and the, they're, they're not ready to really talk yet. Or you sense there's a lot of shame or there's just the feeling they're not really ready to say their piece quite yet. Or you feel like they're kind of like stuck in between different dimensions. Okay. I've also heard psychics tell me that when they do receive the information that, you know, especially if it's, if it's visions, that the visions come so fast, it's sometimes hard to sort out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to tell them, please slow down. Um, what was that again? Um, I doubt myself a lot of the times because, um, I want to make sure that I'm picking up on the right thing. Mm -hmm. But like I said, what I've had to learn to do is not analyze it too much and just say what comes naturally through me. And sometimes I don't really pick up on anything at all. And I think all of us have this ability. The problem is... Um, as you know, um, it's become quite a big thing of, in the entertainment world. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that claim they have this gift that I think, you know, they, 
they get their information from the internet or social media. There's so many ways you can now research people's past. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like I like to read for strangers. Like when we go to the uh, events at the old hotels mm-hmm. and we have a seance or people want to just ask questions. I've never met them before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I seem to do the best. It's like when I'm with somebody that I've never met before. A lot of times spirit will come through me the best at that time. And there's no way I can do research on them because right. I've never met them before. Right. And believe me, guys, we do not put any kind of device in Karen's ear. We don't do that stuff. You know, we're not giving her little messages about people. It's not our gig. It's all natural for Karen when we're out in the field like that. The other question I have is I have seen you channel people. And I'm just wondering, do you have to, I've never really asked you this question before, but do you have to prepare yourself in any way to do that? You should. I've learned that the hard way. Um doesn't have to take a long it doesn't have to be a long process mm-hmm. but it's important to ground yourself to call in your spirit guides your angels whatever you call on call in your protectors call in your ancestors your elders whoever you feel comfortable and most importantly if you believe in, in a creator call in god the great spirit whatever buddha whatever God is to you, call that source in for protection and know and tell them this is all for good intent. And if, if they know it's for good intent, they will definitely help you connect. I truly believe that. Um, one of the topics we had planned for tonight is protection. Uh, you went through, you don't have to talk about it if you're uncomfortable with it. You know, you went through personally something that attached to you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you, if you feel uncomfortable about it, because I don't want it to come get you either. You know, if you feel you're protected. No, I, enough... I feel okay. Okay. Can you explain that? You don't have to give the sort of details of, of how and why, but, you know, just just the sure. basics. Sure. Um, my sister, who would be now 50, 10 years ago, um, she, on purpose, she was bipolar, and her disease went into schizoaffective disease and she wasn't medicated right. I don't know if it was she refused to take the medications Mm -hmm. or she just wasn't given the right medications but something disconnected happened there and she um, lived in San Francisco, had a great life. She worked for one of the top firms, a law firm. She went to the Art Institute became a really um, known artist in the San Francisco community. Um, she hung around with like a lot of, you know, the high, the social class people, mm-hmm. you know, unlike me. <laughs> um, and, and she had a really good life, but she had that disease mm-hmm. that overtook her brain. I say it murders people, you know, and when she became schizoaffective, she went outside and um, poured gasoline on her and lit herself on fire. Some guy came by on his bike and tried to take the fire out, but she screamed, let me die, let me die. Because I think whatever 
pain she was suffering from inside, she just wanted to be released from that pain. Mm -hmm. So, um, at that time, my, both of my parents were alive, and my other sister, and we went into the, um, her apartment, and I went in first, um, and we, we saw a shrine set up. Um, she was Buddhist, but she had her, a book out to, like, off, offering herself to the monks, mm -hmm. and then in her kitchen, she had bags upon bags upon bags with garbage because she had to take her garbage downstairs into a, a deep garage. And I remember her telling me years ago before she took her life that she felt that there was something not good down in the basement. And it really freaked her out to go down there alone. Now, I don't know if that was her mental illness back then talking or mm -hmm. if there really was something in there that wasn't good. And then moving forward, after we went to her apartment to clean her apartment out, after she um, passed away, um, I got to do a great shout out to San Francisco Burn Unit. They were really good to her family, and there's just no way she could have lived. She was burnt from head to toe, and her kidneys, you know, uh, gave out that night. So... Um, day or two later we went back to her 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 flat and she lived in a beautiful place but it was so horrible cleaning out her place it was so um wretched it was so painful and um at that time I didn't realize it but I had a grapefruit size tumor growing inside of me in my abdomen um that I that I know what was happening then, but I didn't know what was happening mm -hmm. at that time. And um, I decided to clean out her closet. So cleaning out her closet, I opened it up, and she had like, oh, white t-shirts that were just piled on top of each other up to the ceiling. And, and that wasn't my sister. My sister was a, a neat pin. I mean, she everything she had the nicest furniture and everything was crisp and everything had its place so i knew that something was terribly wrong you know the time she killed herself took her life right while i was in her um cleaning out her uh closet i was going through all these t-shirts and we were pulling out outfits she had beautiful clothes that we were donating to women um, that needed them to go for interview, to interview for jobs, women in shelters and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. We were donating all her clothes to. Well, as I was going through her white clothes, I felt something punch me really, really hard in the stomach, really hard. And I went back like a couple of feet and I said, knock it off. I thought somebody was playing around with me, but there was nobody around me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I got my hair stood on end, and I felt something go around me, and it didn't feel right. But I thought it was just my grief. You know, you don't really put it together right. until later. 
so about two months after that, I was back at home in Northern California, and I was having severe abdominal pain. And I went to the ER, and uh, they did an abdominal pelvis CT scan on me, and that's when they found I have this great fruit-sized tumor in near my uh, uterus. Mm-hmm. It was taking up most of my cavity. It meshed on my intestines. It was horrible. And so they had to do emergency surgery. So... Um, my surgery got a little delayed because I became the surgeons. Um, after they did the pathology, they found out I had a really rare, rare, rare disease, super rare disease. And um, from the, the biopsy they did on my tumor before they did surgery. So the surgery happened, and um, unfortunately, I don't know what happened, but I was never the same after surgery. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of bowel problems and to this day I'm disabled from it. Um, the other thing that happened is because of all the injury that caused other things to manifest. Other diseases come out and be expressed and one of them was I was diagnosed with a very rare congenital indigenous disease that expressed itself through my being injured Mm -hmm. and so now I have to take like certain enzymes I can't eat any sugar it's it's horrible and then I um the weird thing about all this is that at this point I was diagnosed with two extremely rare diseases where only 8,000 people in America have this one disease I have Mm -hmm. And then Castleman, there's more people that have that disease, but it's still considered rare. Um, they did all the testing, and I came up negative for Crohn's disease. I came up negative for celiac, negative for an ileus, negative for, um, you know, all your major, like, diverticulitis. I had no diverticulitis. It was, like, all the major enteric diseases that you can get, I keep it negative for. Mm-hmm. So the doctors are really puzzled that all this disease that uh, I was becoming positive for, they couldn't, they, they couldn't figure out why, mm-hmm. what, what was happening. There was never an explanation. And, um, you know, how sometimes a medical community is. I turned out to be a middle-aged woman who was depressed over my sister's suicide. And that's why I created these diseases got created, you know, which I felt was a little unfair for me to be um, stereotyped like that. Right. But that's a lot of times what doctors will do when they can't come up with, with, uh, you know, a prognosis or mm-hmm. something that can be explained. You know, whereas if I was diagnosed with like Crohn's disease, well, that's not a common thing, but it certainly is a lot more common than the other rare diseases that I was diagnosed with. Right. And 
to put it all together, I think when I was back, I was really being sick at the time and not protecting myself mm -hmm. and going into an environment where there was a lot of negativity. My sister was a very positive person and I believe she's in heaven. I mean, she, she, it's not her fault that she had this disease. Right. She's always was a, a beautiful soul, but unfortunately I think there was some negativity stuck in that place mm -hmm. from whatever she had. Mm -hmm. And I think it attached itself to me and it took years and years for me to, um, get it released but it's it's fully released now it used to I don't be doubt well it. to give you guys an idea and uh, well, one of the rules we have as a paranormal team is that if you're not feeling good or if you're pregnant even we don't let you go out on cases yeah. at all because it, you're weakened and that's that that's when something negative will find that weakness and attach itself to you but karen didn't know she was weakened at the time because she didn't know she was carrying this tumor the other thing is that you know, you guys, you know, for the non-believers and all this, thinking that it, it's a crock and it's a hokey. Monica Funk and I, Monica was my uh, second-in-command with the team. We talk about Karen because we were really concerned about Karen. So there were times when we would talk back and forth about maybe the, something dark had attached itself to Karen. Well, the problem was every time we talked about it, something would happen to Karen. Yeah. And so after a while, we stopped discussing it in the open and we stopped discussing it together because it scared us i mean my, monica would come here for a visit we'd be sitting over the barbecue talking about stuff and then the next day we'd find out karen was back in the hospital yes so yeah. it was scary yeah you know it, finally i can truly say that i'm okay um um i i had i i was treated by a, a medicine woman a, um indigenous Native American woman who is part of our group who I grew up with mm -hmm. and she treated me and I think she really helped me a lot too mm -hmm. and I, I saw some other um, doctors that were really open into listening to me mm -hmm. and I think that really helped me a lot too because when these weird things happen to you, it's it's like, number one, your family doesn't understand it, mm -hmm. your friends don't really comprehend it, and, and you, feel, you feel totally alone. Right. But I found my support group, and I, I finally, you know, I finally feel, I'm not better per se i mean i'm still scarred and injured and i still deal with my pain every day and i still have my problems every day but it's it's at a different level now mm -hmm. it's not like i'm going to the emergency room every weekend or, right you know right and that's and the I thing can, when you now i can handle my pain so i take half the medications i used to so that's a big improvement that too. is huge and that's the other thing too what people don't realize i see a lot of teams out there going after dark forces. They see this stuff on TV, you know? And you have to be careful because if you run into any kind of demon or anything like that, it may not get you that night. That's the problem. It could wait. It could wait.
wait for weeks afterwards to, to do something to you. Where it, they've taken on, whoa, I just appeared, there we go, where they've taken on something dark. And maybe two years down the line, they start to have a lot of health problems. And I don't think, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence either because I've seen it too many times. I've seen it within my own team as well. So you have to be really careful what, what you take on. Now, Karen knew this thing was in the basement, but Karen didn't think it was up in, up in the closet, you know, when she, when she went in there. But there was something right. there. Yeah, there was something there. So it got now, Karen what happened, too, is um, about three or four years ago, I would say four years ago, um, I went back um, to services with Michael. And um, we, we did a lot of praying at home. And what happened, Michael started waking up every night at 3, 3, 3. Now, mm -hmm. Charlotte knows my Michael. He's a total, he's a, he's a computer guy. He's very nerdy. He's like total left brain. Mm -hmm. Doesn't, you know, you can't convince Michael too much of any of this stuff, right? Right. But he, he's a changed man. He started waking up at 3, Three, three every morning okay and then after that I am not kidding you for at least two three years it still happens every day every day we'll see three 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 mm -hmm. um we would go out to eat it would be 33 30 something we would get gas it would be something 33 you know it, there would be at least three threes or two threes right. everywhere we went and I looked it up, and it means that there it's um, angels have entered your life, and they are protecting you for the rest of your life. And what happened when I, I was in so much pain, I said, God, please send me angels to protect me. I can't mm -hmm. do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's when Michael started having the experience, and then I started having the experiences. And there's something else that's been going on for at least three years in our home. And that's like, mm -hmm. I'll say a word and then the TV will repeat it right after me. And it's, it happens to me and it happens to Michael. And it could be a word that's not common. Like it could be, okay, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, you know, something right. crazy like that. <laughs> right. Like a word that's never used. And then we'll say it and then boom right after the actor or the commercial will will have that same word repeated mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. now it's to the point where we just accept it we know it's spirit saying you're safe you're protected mm -hmm. but it, it did freak us out in the beginning but it never felt threatening and i know my grandpa's here too protecting us mm -hmm. i know that for a fact mm -hmm. because michael has seen him and seen him and I get a little bit choked up talking about this, but right, right. I know he he's here protecting us and some of my ancestors, and and I know that um, we have angels and guides. I know, I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, so that 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 helps me. You know, it get, it makes you feel like. What happened, it gives you um, 
about what happened and how horrible is what it was to go through it. But then on the other side of it, there was a, there was light, mm-hmm. you know, if you never give up on the light and you invite God into your life or something bigger than yourself and you just keep hold on, holding on to that, I think you will get the help you need. Absolutely. Well, you but know, with it, 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 it definitely taught me a lesson that if when I go out into the field, because I always thought of myself as being really a strong person right. out in the field. Right. But it doesn't matter how strong or weak you are. We're all in the human condition, even if we have extra sensory perception mm-hmm. or we have, you know, we're more intuitive or in tune to our intuitiveness. You still have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I learn that. You know, and like I said, I know it probably sound like the, the sicknesses and all this probably sound like coincidence. But after a while, like I said, when you know, when you get to the point where like Monica and I, like I said, would have these conversations and talk about Karen and then she'd be sick the next day. Like this thing, whatever it is, was listening and it would take it would take it out on Karen right away because we were talking about it. Yeah, it scared you're us. You're not the only one that's told me about it. Friends from Florida that told me that too. It scared us. It really scared us, you know. And so we we did, like I said, we we stopped talking about it because we didn't want anything to happen to Karen. But it can happen. I mean, you can think you're, you're, you know, that's why there's a lot of people that that go in paranormal investigating really arrogantly to where they think that nothing can touch them. And it's out there, you know. I'm not trying to scare people and and and. And push people off. I mean, I still investigate the paranormal. Karen does too. I mean, we all we all still do, on my team, you know. But you have to be careful. You have to learn how to protect yourself because there's stuff out there that that that'll, that'll come up that you'll least expect. You know, I may not I may not even be a demon like like Nancy Mass likes to say. It could be a ghost. The person that's gone insane is a ghost. You know, they're they 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 want to suck your energy because they don't get that energy feeling anymore, and that's what they want, and that's that's what sucks you down. So, okay, well, I was I was right for it. Right. I didn't realize it. I was grieving over my sister. I was in her place mm-hmm. with all that weird energy. I was sick without even knowing it at the time. Mm-hmm. I was a right candidate for for that, and and because of my um, intuitive background, and I was I was a perfect hit. Mm-hmm. And luckily, thank God. I'm fine now. I'm absolutely protected and I'm fine. I don't have any, any, uh, worries that, I mean, who's to say I could be attacked again? Right. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm too protected now. Now, when you talk about protection, because that's what we wanted to talk about tonight, primarily, what, what are we talking about? How how did you manage, you called in your angels and stuff, but, but did you end up using any types of other protection? Yeah, I used, um, well, I really think the medicine woman, Ethel, helped me a lot. She would come over, like, once a week, and she would do treatments on me. She's almost like half Cherokee, so she had a lot of, you know, and she did a lot of um, treatments on me. Um, That really helped me a lot. Um, Just getting into deep meditation. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, really, really helped me a lot. 
doing visualizations mm-hmm. of, of punching or confronting. What I would do in my dreams, too, is, because um, I was seeing a therapist, too, is if anything bad or ugly or negative was in my dreams, I attacked it. I said, get out of here. And I went after it. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped, too. And um, I don't like to call out things, mm-hmm. but I know all I have to do, I know I'm protected now, mm-hmm. but it took me to ask God. It took me to say, please send me, you know, an angel. I would call him Michael the Archangel or, mm-hmm. you know, there's the four angels. I can't remember their names right at the moment but I would call on ones that for certain things and um Michael being a non-believer and this is a total believer now because he's he's actually seen it manifest right. in our house in our home and he feels totally protected too so that doesn't mean I'm never gonna go through negative things again right I have my challenges I'm still human but I I'm not afraid that there's something attached to me anymore. That attachment is long gone. Goodbye, gone forever. And I truly believe, I think I am pretty much protected for the rest of my life. Whatever I'm supposed to do in in this world, I'm I'm protected now. Right. That's the business. Yes. I'm sorry, Charlotte. Don't no, it's I just, it's just, a, no, no, no. I, I fell from the screen. So, okay, we're back now. There's a lot of people online right now. So, uh, yeah. So, like, I, I have Xfinity and so does everybody else in my neighborhood. So, I keep falling off, off the screen here. So, go ahead and continue. From what, what, what would you tell young people who want to get into this? I would tell them, um, don't go in it with fear, but be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always good to have, like, maybe a prayer circle. If, if you don't want to call it prayer, then call it something else. But you call in, you call in angels, your guides. You mm-hmm. call in a protector. You ground yourself. And there's books that can teach you how to ground yourself. It's not really hard. But it's so important that you don't miss these steps before you go into that, um, especially at, like, a residential home that are a lot of times more prone to negativity. Mm-hmm. The old hotels, a lot of times they have malignant spirits, but they're usually more um, confused spirits. Right. Um, you know, like the old sanitariums, you definitely want to protect yourself before you go into those kind of type of places or old hospitals. Um, and, and you just, it, it, it doesn't have to be um, a huge production, but you definitely, it's wise to, to, to just take that time to connect to the ground, to mm-hmm. Mother Earth, and connect with God, and to connect to the protectors, and ask them to protect you, and to let them know that your intent is good. Mm-hmm. You know, your intent is good, that you want to heal, that you want to come up some kind of solutions for somebody suffering or you want to see if you can help somebody. Um, so you need that added protection 
because when these um, people that aren't real experienced go out and they they have their fancy toys, which I think are great. Right. You know, <laughs> they're fun to use, that's for sure. And they're really, they're, they're involved. But when they go out and they call a negativity out, a negative spirit out, you know, just because you you die, you go into a different dimension, doesn't mean that that all the negativity is gone. Mm-hmm. It, you know, spirits, kind can attach itself to many different dimensions, many different levels. You don't know what you're playing with. You don't know what you're dealing with all the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's good to go with the group and have a buddy system when you go. I believe that helps out a lot when you're alone. It's you're more um, susceptible to being attacked. Right, right. And the thing is, like, and we'll quote Nancy Mass a little bit too. It doesn't have to be a demon. It could just be a spirit, a ghost that, as like Nancy puts it, they've gone insane. They're angry. They're you know, I, they're just angry and they have all that energy and they and they want to grab a hold of you because they want to feel your energy and 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 that's where it starts. So it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily have to be called a demon either, but it's like you you don't know what you're running into when you're out in the field. And like I said, I'm not trying to scare people off. That's not my gig. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, we've been doing this. Karen and I have been doing this for almost 25 years, and this is what we've seen out in the field. And you run in and like when I teach my psychic development classes. One of the things I teach is once you open that door, even if you open it a crack, not everything nice is going to come through. That's right. And I agree with Nancy and you 100% that most spirits are benign. There are malignant spirits out there that are just angry. They're mm-hmm. angry, but that can, that can be negativity that hits you too. I think there is evil out there. But I don't think it's as common as a right. lot of these um, movies and shows make it out to be. I don't think everything is evil. I think evil maybe is 1% to 5% of mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. Just from my own um, you know, research and all that experience, I think evil is it's, it's very, very low. Mm-hmm. But with that said... Just because evil is not as common as maybe some people want to believe it is, there's still angry people out there, angry souls that are confused and are lost, and they can attach themselves and they can they can cause you trouble. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you're absolutely right about that. Absolutely. So okay. all different levels. So for somebody that's living alone in a house, or maybe you know. They're, they're in a house with their family and they feel there's something bothering them in the house. How, how can they protect, you know, protect it all? There's all different, there's all different things that people can do depending on like their, their what their culture is. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any one way that is the right way. It's the intent the person puts behind it and the love they put in behind you know, a loving God. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe if, if you look like the Romans or the Greeks have their own way of doing it, and the Egyptians had another way of doing it, 
and people from the lost, you know, the people from the Mayan and the Incas, And when you sage, I'm not an expert at it, but when you sage, you just want to put good intent behind it and call in your guides, you know, and and seal seal it off to anything negative coming in Mm -hmm. and really mean it. Right, right. You know, you got to put your intent behind it. Right. Um, prayer, meditation, um, even just being lighthearted sometimes, like being with a group of people in a room full of laughter, believe it or not, I think that can ward off negativity too. Absolutely. Just people that are in a good mood, you know, being in a good place or being content whatever like if having a hot bath makes you feel really content and some epsom salts that smell really great and that that in itself can be really um calming and it can keep negativity out i know there's a lot of conductivity that water carries Mm-hmm. So a lot of times if you have a bath or you go in a hot tub or a swimming pool, ocean, whatever, a lot of times if you you put yourself in a good way, you know, call in um, your protectors, angels or guides when you're in water, sometimes that can work real effectively because water is a conduit that really works mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm to cleanse your body, to purify your body, you know, and to bring positive into your body. The other thing, too, is that, you know, we we keep talking about angels and guides. It doesn't necessarily have to be angels and guides either. Do you have a favorite relative? You know, someone you adore, someone you got along with when they were alive? Call them in. They're always willing to help you. You know, I mean, that's a sure way to do it, too. I mean, if you have a cousin or something, you know, or my my case, my uncle, my mom, my dad, whatever, I call them in to help me. Even if I'm helping them, then Karen seen me do this when we're doing a case and we're out in the field and maybe there's there, there's a lost soul that hasn't crossed over yet and they're afraid to cross over. I have an uncle that I call in to help with that because he had a real cool personality. So people tend oh, to warm up to us. Yeah. <laughs> so we bring him in to help people cross over. So you can call in relatives to help you. Another thing we use is uh, Karen talked about sage and stuff, salt. But just just any salt, sea salt. A good way to ward off negative energy in your house, and I used to do this all the time, was I would get Dixie cups. And I would put sea salt in the Dixie cups. Sometimes you pour water in there. Sometimes you can put holy water in there if you want. Depends on what you want. But you put sea salt in in every corner of every room. And the salt absorbs the negative energy. 
Absolutely. And you can do it with doorways. You know, same thing, put it in a doorway. These things should not be going off of there. Um, but you can put them into, like, different doorways and stuff, and, and that'll keep stuff from entering your house. So, I mean, there's there's different ways that are really simple that, that you can do this. But, uh, personally, I, I use sea salt in my house to ward stuff off. Or I use word of mouth. Now, like Karen says, I open up all my windows if I know there's something in here, and I will just yell for it to get the hell out of my house. You know, it's all about intent, like Karen says. You know, you just have to take control of your house. Now, if you get into a situation where it's something that you can't get out, that's why you call out people like we <laughs> you call out California haunts or, or, or some group to help you with right. that. Or psychic right. or whatever. But I mean thing too, Charlotte. Yeah. That I love to sing. And when I sing, it's a form of meditation for me. Right. It doesn't have to be a spiritual song per se, but when I sing and it's something positive I sing. Yeah. Like sometimes I sing the Enya or, you know, like I sing I like to sing to this Hawaiian singer named Izzy. I always get such a great feeling when I sing to his song. And um, he's a Hawaiian singer. Right. When you you, you sing, that could be a form of meditation and putting yourself, Mm -hmm. like, on a different vibration, too. Right. Also, like, eating a really good, healthy meal. Just putting nourishment, good nourishment in your body. Mm Mm-hmm. That's healing too, right. believe it or not. That can, if you put good stuff in your body and you eat right, um, that can be a big source of, of health for your cells. Right. And the stronger your body is, the stronger it's going to repel negative forces. Absolutely. There's a question in here about wearing a St. Benedict medal. Oh, of course. Of course. I, 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 I wear a blessed one, you know, and, and, and it's whatever makes you feel, you know, you'd be surprised metals like, like maybe you have a, a memento from your mother or a memento from your cousin or something, whatever makes you feel good, you know, whatever makes you feel like, like it's protecting, that's going to help. Oh, definitely. Like so, you said, like you said, there's not one way to do it. Right. It, it depends on your culture, your background, mm-hmm. your family, it's its what feels good to you, and it all comes down to what is your intent is. If your intent is good, and you call in a power higher than yourself, you're most likely, you're going to get results. Right, right. Now, one of my favorite secrets that I teach in my development classes, and I'll, I'll, I'll do a quickie for you, quickie, that sounds terrible, do a quickie for you guys is if, if, if you're sitting in your room, spread your arms out real wide. I can't do it in here because the mic's in the way, but spread your heart, spread your arms out real wide. Open your hands. And I want you to bring your, bring your hands together really slow. Really slow. All right, you're going to start feeling a resistance. And when you feel that resistance, imagine it's a white globe. It's a white globe of light. All right? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, that is your that that is your your white light. That white light will protect you. And the beautiful part of it is, you can make that light as big as you want. It can wow. surround your body. You can fill the room with this light. You can fill it because you, you're your whole block through the whole house. But that 
you you know you have to believe that that is the the, the light that that will protect you and it works that's really cool i never heard of that before and i just did it it feels good yeah so you can surround yourself you, like if you're laying in bed at night surround your bed with this light and nothing can penetrate that light okay because that, that that is your light of protection so that's a really easy way to do it now when we talk about grounding karen People don't know what grounding is. Can you, can you tell them that, what, what grounding is? It kind of got popular like in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lady named Louise Hill. Uh, Louise, I don't know what's her last name, How to Heal Your Life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an interesting book. There's a lot of books that basically what grounding is, is that how I do it, is I picture this positive um, energy going from the top of my head all the way down the middle of my body and through both of my legs and down my feet and connect to the ground and grow roots down on earth so you're firmly planted on earth so that way you don't feel like you're going to be knocked around right and 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 if you believe in um, chakras, it's supposed to stabilize your chakras. Mm-hmm. But basically what it does for me, when I picture myself and I ground myself down to the earth, I'm, I'm one with the earth. And it makes me feel like I'm, I'm more protected that way. Um, I'm grounded something's not going to knock me off my feet so easily because i'm i'm grounded with with nature with the earth right you can even do that and imagine your, your feet now, now that you have the roots coming off of your feet imagine your feet connected to the uh, the roots of a tree to yeah. keep yourself down even more because that, that's yeah. a common thing that psychics do when they're out in the field they will ground before they even begin to do any kind of work you know so there's ways you can do it. I mean, there's it's not expensive. Like I said, the sea salt go to the dollar store because they carry it. You know, so it's stuff you it's stuff you can do at home without having to spend a lot of money. But but it's protection oh, for you. You know, it's protection for you in your house if you feel that that, that you need that. But like Karen I just says, remember the name Louise Hay. Yeah, your there it is. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry's got it in the chat room too. But yeah, so I mean, in like Karen says, it is part of it. In fact, Nancy and I talked about this last last Friday. I think we talked about attitude, you know, and, and, and your disposition about attracting so negative stuff. I think Nancy and I talked about this. So I that mean, was fascinating. yeah. So so I mean, you know, there's stuff you can do that's real simple at home, you know, and you can get into all this burning sage and all this other stuff if you want to get into it. But I mean, there's just like like I said, the sea salt. There's just simple stuff you can do. To protect especially people getting into investigating mm-hmm. for the first time i can't reiterate enough if you're new to it i'm not saying go in with fear right but be wise about it be prudent about it don't just you know it's supposed to be fun there's a fun element to it it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all serious and and gloomy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you when our group goes out, we laugh and have a good time. That's what your part. That's part of it too. It's a social event, but at the same time, just be aware that 
and be uh, sensitive that you're around mm -hmm. um, unsettled beings, mm -hmm. unsettled spirit, um, and just be respectful of that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Pamela, we, even... we don't always know what's what's buried beneath where we're standing. Right, exactly. And Pamela even said there's support groups out there online for people that might have psychic abilities or might be having issues. You know, so there's places to go now. More so than oh, there used to be. Than when we first started doing this all those years ago. When we first started doing this all those years ago, there were mainly maybe two or three paranormal groups out there. That's before Ghost Hunters even started. So oh, we, we, we started going out before uh, the TV shows were Yeah, out. yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a secret. Talking about people thinking you were nuts back then. Nobody talked about it. It's not like it is now, you know, where, where people really, really talk about stuff. some of the shows kind of, of course, they want the ratings to be right. high, so they want to sensationalize right. their shows. Right. And everything became about evil and the devil, which right. I disagree right. with. Absolutely. Not, there are some bad cases out there, but they're not all like that. No, they're not they're all like that, not. you know. And the, the sad thing is that because of those shows, you know, when we do get calls, uh, the majority of them are, I, I know I've got something dark in my house, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, well, how do you know that? You know, not, not everything is dark. Not everything is That's dark. Right. And, and it's just, it may, it may seem scary, <laughs> but it's not, you know. So that's our job is to go out and look at that stuff. That's what we do. We go out and sort through it to it's see. It's so different than the shows. Yeah. 100% different. Yeah, it's 100% different. There's so much downtime, you can't even believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot different than, than what you would expect to see on TV. Karen, thank you for sharing your story with us. Oh, no problem. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I know it took I, a lot I to talk about your story. By you know? sharing, I can help others. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's great to talk to you, and we'll have to get you back on. Thank you, Charlotte. Really enjoy your show. All right. Well, thank you, and you have a good rest of the evening, okay? You too. Okay. Soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay. Well, uh, that was Karen Clark. She's a medium on our team. And like she says, she may not be out in the field with us, but she does do stuff behind the scenes with us. So, excuse me. Wow. So, um, I hope, uh, I, I, I hope you got something out of this and we're not, like I said, we're not trying to scare you to death or anything like that. But I mean, I wanted to tell her story because this was something that happened to her that was totally unexpected, you know? And like she says, she didn't realize she was sick when she went into this place. But whatever was there just, you know, took advantage of that. And then and, and that does happen more and more, more more often than not in this, in, in, in this field that, that, that I'm in. But anyway, um, tomorrow we're shifting gears. Uh, we've been reading that uh, History and Haunting of Lizzie Borden every Sunday. And the author, Rebecca F. Pittman, is going to be with us tomorrow. But she has a new book out. And it's about the Palace of Versailles. Versailles has been known to have ghosts, especially out in the garden area where tourists have been out there even during the day, and they've seen people in walking around in period clothing. And um, they've, they've gone up to the guy, you know, to, to, to the tour guys and said, hey, uh, you know, th this, uh, I think it's fantastic. You know, I, I, excuse me, I think it's fantastic that, that you have people in period clothing and the tour guys go, well, we don't have anybody out here in period clothing. So, I mean, you know, it's a very, very active area. You know, it's, it's been known for years. So she has written a book about the the, the haunting of, of my phone's over here. That's why I keep looking. The, the haunting of Versailles. So we're going to be talking to Rebecca Pittman tomorrow evening at 6.30 p.m. Pacific about the haunting, you know, the history and haunting of, of the Palace of Versailles. 
I've actually been there. I went there like about uh, 25 years ago. And it's a very interesting place. And, you know, Louis Fifteenth was there, Marie Antoinette, you know, that kind of thing. So you're going to get to hear about that history as well. So hopefully you'll join us tomorrow at 6.30. Um, I really want to thank Karen again for coming on because it's hard for her to tell that story. Uh, we don't, like I said, it, it, it got to the point where we don't talk about it amongst ourselves because, like I said, every time we would talk about it, something would happen to Karen. And so we, we, we were afraid. We were afraid to discuss it. But I'm happy she talked about it. And, you know, it's just a little bit of a warning. And, and you know, I hope we helped you a little bit with, with protection needs. You know, it's, it's not a whole lot. But, I mean, it, it's basic stuff that, that you can use to help, you know, protect yourselves in, in, in your home if you feel there's something going on, you know. But, anyway, I want to thank you all for coming. And if you like, and, and again, if you're watching from Facebook, please hit that. Uh, please hit that. I'm so tired today. Um, I would say the like button. You can hit the like button. More likes, the merrier, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, join up with us. So hit that join button. Uh, same thing with TikTok. Same thing with uh, Twitter, uh, Twitch. And uh, if you're on YouTube again, uh, there's that little guy down at the bottom right-hand corner with the magnifying glass. Please hit that, and that will subscribe you to our videos because being a journalist, a photojournalist, I like to vary the content that we have here on the page. And so, uh, uh, you know, that we're doing here on the page. And so you'll see a lot of different topics and a lot, a lot of different genres in the interviews I do. So I think there's a little bit of something for everybody over there. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five people anyway. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Also, uh, like, I, like I said, please subscribe, 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 and please join, you know, be, be, become a follower, Facebook, and all that good stuff. You see that ticker at the bottom? That's because California Haunts does not take any money to investigate. We never have. We never will. We do take donations, however. And that is because I am the owner. I all, all the costs come out of my pocket. So I pay for the internet here. I pay for the computers. I pay for all the stuff to keep the show on the air. And we like to keep bringing cool guests to you. Also, any equipment that the Paranormal Group has, I pay for that. So if something breaks, boom, it comes out of my pocket right away. If you can find it in your heart to help me out with that, that would be great. Uh, you can do that at paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, there's a Venmo. And all you do is go to Venmo and type in California Haunts. But like I said, I'd really appreciate a little bit of help to keep this thing going. You know, we've gone two, two years, we're on two and a half years right now. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd be on this long because it's self-supported. Anyway, thank you very much for coming. I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific to talk with Rebecca F. author Rebecca F. Pittman. See you tomorrow.